0: welcome to the chico podcast i'm your host chico if you're new here now you know and if you're not you already knew that it's the chico podcast yeah hello everyone i am here with a very special guest today i am here with my dad
1: what's up
0: what's up dad how's it going what's
1: going on dog
0: what's going on nothing much so this is a uh Exciting episode! Mm-hmm. This is uh, uh, only the second time I have had a, uh, a family member on. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, you get slot number two. I should be number one. <laughs> I gave I gave that one to your middle child. Oy. Yeah. Well. Oy. Well, Chico's podcast wouldn't be a thing without him. I think it was only fair that not only was he the first family member on, he was my first guest ever to be on.
1: And I'm your second guest ever.
0: No. <laughs> no, You're the second family member, but you're the not the second guest, unfortunately. So how many people have on your podcast now? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Dad, don't you listen don't you listen to my podcast, Dad?
1: Not all the time.
0: I've had, so first it was Ryan, and then it was Sam and Jacob Bensman, who I went to high school with at Germantown, and then it was Ethan Bolin, easy E, Ethan Bolin, if I remember correctly, I hope I don't offend any of my previous guests for getting this wrong,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it was, I think after that it was Jagger, Jagger Tice, I went to Shauna with both Bolin and Jagger. And then last week it was Nick Nick Sen, who I went to Germantown with, and now here you are.
1: Damn, I see how it is.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the order. Hold on, let me
1: Does it matter It's that,
0: plus just busting chops on you, buddy? Don't worry about it. Well no, because now I'm I'm curious on what my what my track record is. Let's see here. Let me I'm on the Spotify app right now. How come I can't find my own Oh here we go. Alright, here we go. Um yeah, so it was Ryan, Sam and Jacob, Ethan, Jagger, and Nick. Boy am I good. You are good. Yeah. So that was that was the order.
1: Nice.
0: So that makes you guest number let's see here, Ryan, Sam and Jacob, Ethan, Jagger. And You're number six? Story of my life. <laughs> Whatever. Number six.
1: Feels like a fantasy football drink. We got pick number six.
0: How is your fantasy going?
1: I'm in the championship round in two different leagues
0: there you go you um uh, you're in an extensive amount of leagues
1: actually i'm in uh,
0: one two three four five six championship rounds <laughs> so you're in you're in six different leagues i'm in two two four. Big nine. Oh my gosh! Why so many?
1: One is uh, one is through work with Kenny. He's the commish, and then Skippy got us into one, and then we did another one. We did another league that was strictly auto draft league, where they auto pick for you, and then you kind of got to run your team from there. Um, picked. Two ESPN leagues, Yahoo. I just picked one league up. The other Yahoo is Money League, which I did absolutely nothing because my players are hurt all year. And I got into two NFL Network fantasy leagues. So yeah.
0: So So what's the appeal? Why do you? Why do you like to have so many different? I understand the work ones. You know that's mm-hmm. um. Doing that with your friends or whatever, and I get the money one. You know, you uh, put X amount of cash into a, to a, uh, a bowl, and then the winner of the league to the cash. That's that's common. But why do you have so many? I'm not hating on you for it. I just, I'm just, I just wonder what the appeal is. What?
1: Oh, it's fun. So many more. It's fun. It keeps you interested in watching football and drives Steph nuts. But <laughs> you know, it, it's fun to watch. You know, I learned. When I first started doing fantasy football with Aunt Maria's ex-husband, I was absolutely berserk. I was, I would scream at the TV, this and that, that and this. But now that I've been doing it for so long, it's, you know, if they're gonna score, great. If not, you know, that's okay because somebody else could score, and that offsets the person that didn't score. So. It's right. just fun. It's, it's like managing your own team. And that's right. kind of what you're doing. You draft your team, and you got to do what you got to do to better the ball club. You know what's funny
0: is for me, when I try to do fantasy, mm-hmm. and then I explain to you <laughs> my strategies on draft day and, um, like, who I decided to pick up and stuff, Because you'll be like, you'll like critique me. So, and I don't, I I say this with all the love possible, but you'll critique me so hard, and it's funny. It's funny to me. Why would you? Why would you draft a tight end first round? You know you got to get quarterbacks first round. You understand that, right, Matt? Tight ends are made for like fourth round, Matt. Come on.
1: Well, I tell you what. The, The secret to fantasy football. One of the secrets, in my opinion, is doing mock drafts, which means you're doing a draft that is not part of the regular season yet. A mock draft is to kind of get you a feel of how to draft, you know. Right. And um, for this for this year, the top ten picks only uh, – Two receivers, otherwise the rest are all running backs. So, you know, the, generally you take a running back first, then a receiver. You kind of go running back, receiver, running back, receiver. Or, you know, depends on where the pick is. You really don't start drafting your quarterbacks until about the fifth or sixth round, depending on how they're not. people have drafted Jackson right away, Mahomes right away. So many in my league for the very first pick took Aaron Rodgers. Why that was a potato move, but you know there's some strategies behind it. You just don't say, "Oh, I like that." But but here's the here's the secret to fantasy football. If you want to have a good team, I'm gonna tell you the number one secret. You gotta pay attention to the bye weeks.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those always get me. You have to. You never wanna draft two or three players from the same team that have the same bye week. That's no, that's that's dumb. You know. Mm-hmm. You just gotta pay attention
0: to the bye weeks. You know, and you go from there. So what position gets you generally speaking, what position gets you the most points? Generally it's the quarterback. So then why would you draft quarterbacks so late if they're going to be your money pick? If they're going to be the brunt of your score, then why do you draft quarterback so late?
1: Because when you got a top-tier running back and wide receiver, you take them first because if you take a quarterback first, now those top-tier running backs or wide receiver won't be available for you. Now you're stuck with a mediocre running back or wide receiver.
0: Okay, but here's my logic. OK, now hear me out that. So what you're saying is that if you don't draft a top tier receiver or running back right away, they're not going to be there later. No, but that same logic can be applied to quarterbacks. If You don't drop a top tier. If you don't draft a top tier quarterback right away, that quarterback might not be there later. So wouldn't you want a top sense quarterbacks give you the most points wouldn't you want a top tier quarterback that's gonna get you uh crap ton of points and then settle for mediocre receivers who receivers aren't and running backs who aren't gonna get you many points regardless later?
1: Well, you gotta realize too, just because it's a top tier quarterback doesn't mean they're gonna have a good week every week. So here's the deal you could have two good running backs. Okay. I say they give you each twelve points. So now you got 24 points from a running back, right? Right. Well, let's say a quarterback only gives you 17 points. Okay. But that's a top-tier quarterback. See, every single week is I'll give you an example. I got the tight end for the Raiders, Waller. And Oakland. Okay. I'm sorry, Las Vegas played at the Jets this past Sunday, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Waller gave me 45 points. Well,
0: it's because. The Jets have yet to win a game. And we're in week what? 15? fifteen. My,
1: my point is, you're going to, Waller had 12 catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns. You're always going to have that one or two players that have a breakout game that you kind of don't expect based on the matchups. Couldn't the same be said about quarterbacks?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, so when you, when you're setting up your lineup for the week, mm-hmm. right? How many, how many running backs and how many receivers can you have in your lineup? Two receivers,
1: two running backs, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now your flex okay, so, okay. can be a receiver
0: or a running back. That's your personal choice. Now I know that we agreed for next season that you and I are going to do a league together, uh-huh. right? Which I'm still up for that. Okay. Um I'm going to I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to let you in on a, a a draft tactic that I've already decided I'm going to do.
1: Okay.
0: I'm going to draft him kind of early, which might not be the smartest move, but I think, I think it's all going to work out for me in the end. I am going to draft Jason Hill and keep him at my flex every week. Except for the Saints by week.
1: But what I'm going to keep if, him at my flex. What happens if he's unavailable?
0: That's why I'm going to draft him kind of early. Because that man does it all. He, he takes snaps. He runs the ball. He can run slot. He... I mean, that man... He's done punt returns, kick returns. He's done wonders on special teams. I mean, that man literally does it all. But what if he's not available for you? Then what are you going to do? What do you mean not available? Like he's not even in the draft pool? No, he's already been picked. That's why I said I'm going to draft him early to increase my chances of getting him. And I don't think that within the first three rounds... Or even in the first four rounds. I really don't think anyone's going to be thinking about Taysom Hill. I want to draft. I want to draft. I think I'm going to draft a receiver, a running back. And then I'm going to draft Taysom, Taysom Hill. And then I'll draft a receiver. You know, the only reason. Or oh, I mean, then a quarterback. You know, the only reason why Taysom
1: Hill's quarterback right now because yeah. Drew Brees is out.
0: I understand that. He- but what I'm saying is, is that. Is that Taysom Hill can do a lot more than just take snaps? So, in theory, right? In theory, he should get me a lot of points at flex because they have to take an account. They take an account all the player stats, right? No,
1: you don't take Taysom Hill. Give you maybe three points a week. That's it. Three. Yeah.
0: Three to five every time. Maybe a touchdown here and there. But if he's putting up stats in every aspect of the game. That's gonna, that's gotta account for something, shouldn't it?
1: He's putting up stats now because Drew Brees is out.
0: He was putting up stats the past three seasons.
1: Yeah, he had when he went Wildcat. He may have scored a touchdown or two,
0: but I'm talking good. more so. I'm not necessarily talking about what he does under center. He doesn't go under center often. I'm talking about his work on uh, special teams and as at running back and um at receiver and uh kick return and punt return what else has he done he doesn't look kick He's returns, done a lot. returns he has in the past
1: you don't get points for special teams when you make tackles
0: I suppose maybe that isn't a good idea no it's not a good idea I'm glad I consulted you
1: <laughs> I'm glad you did too <laughs> With, the, with oh. the first pick in the fifth round, Matthew takes Tyson Hill. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no. Lordy. no, you don't take him at oh, all.
0: Lordy. So what's the ideal order that you draft people? What's the what? Ideal order that you draft people. So is it like receiver, running back, tight end, quarterback? Like what's it's what's the order you draft it
1: depends on my pick it depends on where i'm picked if if i'm in the middle of the pack i'll take you know the best player available at the sixth pick and then i have to wait to the second round the best available so i could go receiver running back running back receiver so it flip-flops so I try to do like a running back, then receiver, receiver, then running back. And then if I can sneak in a good tight end, take tight end. And by the sixth round, i probably go
0: quarterback. Wow. So you draft your quarterbacks late. Hmm. Late. Are there any good quarterbacks left at that point?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Yeah. That's
0: surprising
1: to me. Mahomes, Lamar, Rodgers probably will be off the board by the fifth or sixth round, but you still got Josh Allen from Buffalo. You got Big Ben. You got Drew Brees. You got, I hate to say his name, Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Yeah. (laughs) they call him Pretty Ricky. Um... Plus, you got um, Bauer when he comes back from his injury. He's an up comer Baker Mayfield's starting to warm up.
0: Baker can't do anything. Tannehill,
1: Tannehill is a great pickup.
0: He is. Um, I think Tannehill, to really break out and be the star that he can and is um, – he needed to get out of Miami. I think him leaving the Dolphins was one of the best decisions he could have made as a player. Right. Now he's
1: getting paid. He's to having, Tennessee.
0: Yeah, he's having twice as much success. Yeah. And he'll have he'll have twice as much success in two games than he ever did in a season in Miami. Oh, absolutely. There's there's no doubt about that. You know it it was just all around just a really Good move for him. I'm glad he went to um um um, um Tennessee because then that also opens that opens doors for Miami. I think Miami needs to rebuild, which I think they're doing. I think you give Tua enough time, and because he's not going to be a star overnight. I mean, Tom Brady was drafted what like hundredth overall or something like that, in like the twentieth round, mm-hmm. right? So he's not going to become a star overnight. But I think you give him time to develop and you can't he can't Miami can't give up on him because the last thing a guy like Tua needs who's (laughs) developing and has a lot of star power this is the same for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and um, Jalen Hurts and all these they need to stay with their team for a good amount of time because they need consistency they need to be consistently told what works and what doesn't so that they can formulate a sense of star power and just really hone their craft in one place and one consistent place and then once they have established themselves um not even they don't even even to like establish themselves as like a standout quarterback uh-huh. just establish their game uh-huh. you know what i mean and how they play um then they can start thinking about you know moving around and switching teams so i think i think these young quarterbacks i mean i don't know a lot about the fundamentals of football. I just enjoy watching it from time to time. Um so I may be way off here. But well, I really think that
1: you're bringing I knowledge. really think
0: that you bring I really think that these young quarterbacks need me. need consistency in order to really stand out. Because okay. Because here's the way. I Look at it. You the way um the way okay let's okay let's use Tua let's go back to Tua the way Tua's offensive coaches and you know the coaching the, the quarterback coach I don't know if there's like a specific coach for that or whatever um the way he or they are going to coach Tua is going to be different than the way he would get coached and Las Vegas, or Philadelphia, or Cleveland, or Arizona, right? So, then there, then there's the, well, you're telling me, I'm in Arizona now, and you're telling me to do this, but when I was out in Miami, they were telling me to do this, so how is it actually supposed to be done? Right. I just think players will run into that kind of blockade, if you will. Oh, yeah, could be expected. So, I, uh... Yeah, I just think they need consistency. And I think I think the quarterback position has a lot of potential for a lot of different teams. Um, mm-hmm. I think Baker, I mean, I know Baker's been in the league for a couple years now. Baker is still developing. Give him time, still a little bit more time, and he could really stand out. Um, Kyler Murray, you give him a little more time, especially considering that he now has DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He kind of has <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, kind of has a safety net now, which is good for him because now he can kind of experiment with his game without as harsh of repercussions. You know what I mean? Right, I get you. So I just think, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential at the the quarterback position, which I'm excited for.
1: Well, well, well. Looks like I taught you a couple things, eh?
0: Well, <laughs> did of- you see um? Did you see that they uh started Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz? As well as they should. I've been saying this for a while now. That they, they when I heard that Philadelphia was getting rid of Nick Foles, mm-hmm. I said that has to be one of the worst decisions Philadelphia could ever made. Okay. Nick Foles is twice the quarterback Wentz. Ever was. Uh, not ever was. That That's a bit of a bold statement. He's twice the quarterback than what Carson, Carson Wentz is now. Carson Wentz is not the same quarterback he was years ago where he was in the MVP discussion. That's when he blew out his knee and he hasn't been the same since. No, he now forces throws. He doesn't make the best decisions. Can he pull a couple tricks out of his hat? Yeah, but he doesn't do it at a consistent rate. All right. Right. It would be different if Carson played his game with a little bit more consistency. Well, don't forget, he's got no receivers to throw to He doesn't. I will give him that. But you can't be forcing throws and you can't be, you know, trying to make – I mean, I guess sometimes you have to try and scramble and make something out of nothing. You can't be doing it every – you know, every set of downs. All right. No, I hear it's tough. You know, I mean,
1: <laughs> quarterback is like being a catcher in baseball. You know, it's the catchers <laughs> that are making the calls on the field. Yeah. Did you know that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they call the they call the pitches, don't they?
1: They also call that shit up the defense too. Do they really? Yep. I did not know that. Most of them do. They yeah. kind of at times, give their little sign to uh, see what to do and
0: what's next and all that stuff. You know, outfielders have like a little cheat sheet, keep in their back pocket of like, I don't know what's on it, but they use that to help determine how they're going to position themselves defensively. Mm -hmm. I've seen Yelly. I've seen Yelly mess with it before. Yeah. So, you know, so different in baseball than
1: football when it comes to leading your team. I mean. No,
0: yeah, I think that's a fair statement.
1: There have been times where you've seen managers in baseball kind of shift the outfield every now and then. But you got to realize, and the Astros evidently mastered this, when you have a guy <laughs> on second. Okay. You have to be careful because when the Astros got caught stealing signs in, in the World Series against my Dodgers.
0: Yeah, me love the Dodgers.
1: They got caught stealing signs. That's why when there's a runner at second and they all go to the mound and they got the gloves covering their face, they do that so they don't hear what they're trying to talk about.
0: They can't read the right.
1: And that's when kind of the catcher kind of steps up and Kind of sets a play, not a player, but sets up a situation. Like if I remember correctly, when he's calling the signs, he may go two, three, two, three, one, one, four, and maybe that four is a throw to second. Those pitchers randomly a lot of times don't just throw to first. A lot of times, it's the sign from the catcher, too.
0: So like if they see runners leading off a lot? They do. Yeah. And like I said, some pitchers
1: instinctively throws the first or whatever, but I'm sure there are times catchers give the sign, too, to throw the first, especially they notice a big leadoff of first base or second base. Right. So.
0: Right. Which makes sense.
1: You know, it's a cat and mouse game. It is. You win some, you lose some.
0: Just like in everything. Yeah, pretty much. So, in other sports news, and this is, I'm going to bring up a type of sport. And yes, it's a sport. I some people try to tell me it's not, which is ridiculous. Um, it's a sport that not a lot of I don't think a lot of people know that I'm interested in it and thoroughly enjoy. But um Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Two <laughs> I was wrestlers. Two wrestlers, two WWE superstars. Um they just recently Becky just recently had yeah, a kid.
1: She had a baby boy.
0: Is yeah. it a boy? I don't know. The name the name was so gender neutral I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. R-O-U-S. I, R-O-U-S. I saw the picture, Rue, Rue, yeah. Yeah, because I saw the picture they posted on um, Instagram, but there's not a, there's not really, like, a whole lot of face in it. It's just right. it's just like it's hand, which, I mean, I guess even if we did see the face, it's a baby, so we couldn't really tell. All right. But I'm very excited. I wish she would have had the baby sooner, but it's whatever.
1: I would set up this for, for Becky to come back to WrestleMania.
0: I I told Jacob, what was it, yesterday, the other day? I told him, I said, mark my words. Becky will either come back at Mania or she'll come back the raw after mania. One of the two. Because um Man, I wish she just would have had it sooner because then she could have she could have came back for the rumble, which really would have been something. All right. Well,
1: It's Rumble time now, so you know there's a whole bunch of rumors going on and stuff.
0: Yeah, could you imagine the pop she would have got? Could you imagine number three? They're waiting on number twenty-eight, and then you hear the whoa! Right, well you hear the air cannons and. Rumor has it
1: Edge will be back at Royal Rumble again. Charlotte might be back at Royal Rumble.
0: Why wouldn't she be back for the Rumble? I mean, she's been out for a while. Well, she had surgery done. Did she have surgery done on her breasts? Yeah, because one then, of her, in-
1: <laughs> her, her, and Alexa are in production for doing a remake kind of Punky
0: Bu- Bu- Brewster. it was in the eighties. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna clarify something. I um, I laughed after I said she had surgery done on her breasts because Charlotte has had. Breast implants done, mm-hmm. and um, which I'm I'm not hating on that. That's why I'm that's not why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because, um, one of the implants broke like inside of her breast, right? Yep. And I laughed because that's got to be the most rare thing. I I don't, as far as I know, it's not common for that to happen. So I find it kind of ironic that one of one of Vince's top superstars goes out on a rare. Right, I don't remember her, uh, thing. so that's why I laughed. I'm not, I'm not laughing at the fact that she has implants. I just wanted to, just wanted to clear the air on that one. Well, I'm sure Andrade wasn't happy about that. The fact that her implant broke. Yeah, yeah. Andrade is another WWE superstar. That's her. That's her boyfriend. His fiance? Are they engaged? They're engaged. They're engaged. Um, she was Charlotte was married to. That wrestler out in TNA, Bram, right? Yeah. She was married to him for a little bit.
1: Well, I read the rumor report. Once again, this is all rumor. Vince always changes shit left and right. But um last second too. He when Charlotte comes back on Andrea might act like kind of like her manager to get him back in the mix of things.
0: That would be interesting. God. I don't... Can I be honest? Can I be honest? I I haven't seen Charlotte or Andrade on my TV for some time now. And I haven't been mad at it. Right. I haven't. Because, okay, let's break it down. Andrade, what did he do? Nothing. Nothing. He had... That run with the United States Championship, mm-hmm. that got him over a little bit. I mean, I'm sure once he dropped that, if they would have, I think if after he dropped that, he would have immediately moved into like a bigger picture thing. He could have yeah. gotten over more, but they continue to let him float in the mid-card and continue to go back and forth for United States Championship. Fine. Right. But he was nothing more than a mid-card performer. Mm-hmm. so I mean he didn't he wasn't I mean he's a good performer but he didn't do anything special right it's also Vince's
1: call how he wants to push wrestlers and
0: stuff like that
1: like he's oh, yeah. thinking about making Keith Lee turn heel already
0: they gotta do something with Keith Lee see okay here's uh, here's something that annoys me about Vince or whoever makes these 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 things happen you have these superstars who are just massive massive hits uh-huh. down in NXT, which is the developmental for mm-hmm. WWE. They're just top tier superstars. They're so over. They've mm-hmm. when they've won you no know, couple championships. You know, they really established themselves uh-huh. down in down in NXT. And mind you, NXT is you know they, they give Raw and SmackDown, in terms of ratings and views, they give Raw and SmackDown a run for their money. So it's not like nobody knows about these guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you make a name for themselves down in NXT and developmental, and then they come up to the main roster, and what do they do? Nine times out of ten, these very, very well-developed, very established superstars come up to the main roster, and they do what? They float in the mid-card.
1: We got realized, too, if Vince doesn't have a storyline... For the wrestler, they're not. They're gonna be. Then don't call them being... up.
0: If you don't have anything, if you if you don't have any plans for the wrestler, once you call them up, don't call them up at all.
1: Oh, that's how Vince works, man.
0: Vince, he's a potato. He's. I mean, his. He he's loaded for a reason. But I mean, sometimes he the decision he makes. I just don't get it. I'm sure there's a bigger picture and there's more analytics and you know right. business aspects that go into it that I know nothing about, and I never I will never even begin to comprehend even a little bit. But uh from a from a fan standpoint, it's like uh, like Keith Lee, he was so over in NXT. North American champion, mm-hmm. he was NXT champion, and they he had two. so what was that? Both at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And then and then he comes up to the main card. He has what well, he had that little stint with Baron Corbin, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he has this little stint with Baron Corbin. He joins the Raw men's team and then does what? He's been floating in the mid card. Well same they thing
1: with- They're talking about Keith Lee turning hill and focusing on
0: McIntyre. Okay, great. Do that. But he's got Vince Vince and the booking team have to have to listen to their audience. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, again, I I love watching WWE. I love watching professional wrestling. But that's another thing that kind of annoys me is that they don't listen. I know, it's always been like that. Which is I just I wish I wish they did. I wish they did. I wish they did. Did you hear
1: who made an appearance on AEW?
0: Sting. Yep. Yeah. Sting Man, I heard he's I heard they have plans for him to wrestle. Oh yeah, Sting is furious with WWE right now. I know he was not happy with the way he left. Oh no, no. I no, don't. No. I just. I don't know. I don't know if that's a risk Sting should take. I mean, he's older. His neck is already, you know, banged up after he took that buckle bomb from Rollins Night of Champions five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he got to watch himself.
1: Well, obviously, he must be fully recovered. If, well, back to the clip, maybe Vince had enough of waiting around for Sting and or him, and that's why Sting really didn't want to join WWE early in his career because of Vince. You know, but Vince and Sting kind of hashed it out for, to a certain extent, and then Sting came over And then Sting got hurt, Sting got hurt, Mm -hmm. and they kind of just, like, forgot about him. God. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, it's kind of a joke. Six years ago, when I, okay, let's see, when I was 12, Mm -hmm. right? I'm 18, right? Yeah, 12, when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Six years ago, 2014. I will never forget this. Will never forget this because this match did a lot for me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It was the 2014 five on five men's survivors team, survivor series Mm team match. Right, okay, whatever. It was Team Cena versus Team Authority. You remember this? Mm -hmm. God, that match, I still go to this day. I still go back and watch that match from time to time. Oh, do you really? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like nice. that. Oh. Uh, that. Excuse me. That match is what really made me gain my respect for Ziggler as a competitor. Because mm-hmm. before I never liked Ziggler. It was like, this guy's trash. Why do you still keep him around? Right. And then it's because it he was one of the, he was the sole survivor in that match. Right. Which for those of you who don't know, the five and five survivor series match is where, um, now this was before the brand split and the brand split was basically, I mean, there's been a couple brand splits where it raw and SmackDown, which are the two promotions ran by WWE. Right. Um, act as two separate entities. Mm-hmm. So both sets of promotion will have their own rosters. And so if you're a Raw superstar, you only perform on Raw. Okay. Um, and if you're a SmackDown superstar, you only perform on SmackDown. And there's not a whole lot of crossing over. Um, when there isn't a brand split, um, It's they all jumble and mush into one really big roster. Right. And that has its pros and its cons. Um, but you know, you will see the same performance on Raw as you did on SmackDown. Um, So when there isn't a brand split, that's where that opens opportunities for, you know, things such as the Team Authority versus Team Cena 505 Survivor Series match. But when there is brand splits, it's you take, um, there's a women's Survivor Series match and then there's a men's Survivor Series match where you take five five, uh, male competitors and five female competitors from both Raw and SmackDown and then they go... And they wrestle in a match, and it's an elimination-style match. So it's the first team to eliminate all of their five members uh, from the opposing brand. And, yeah, so that's how it basically – that's essentially how it works. Yes, it is. It's been going on for um, so, years, for decades. Oh, my gosh, yes. But that's – um for those of you who don't know, that's what the five-on-five Survivor Series match. And then there's really – I mean – in reality, there's no... I mean, the brand doesn't get a special award or anything like that for winning the match. It's just brand- bragging rights. Yeah. Bragging rights, brand supremacy, mm-hmm. is what they. I think is the term they use. Um, It's nothing special. It's simply just for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. But uh, a fun fact about Survivor Series, that is where Undertaker made his debut. Yes, he did. He was a surprise. He was... It was the Million Dollar Man's team. I don't remember who was all on Mm -hmm. it, but he was short a fifth person. And um, for weeks, he had talked about, you know, I have this mystery, you know, mystery partner and blah, blah, blah. And then lo and behold, uh, when he announced it, Undertaker came out with his purple gloves Mm -hmm. and Paul Bearer, who was white as snow. And he had the crow. and (laughs) You know... um.
1: You know who played Brother Love, right?
0: Who? Bill Pritchard. Who? Oh, I was thinking of Dude Love. I'm like, no, I thought it was. Dude Love, No,
1: Brother Love was a segment in the late 80s, I think it was. And mm-hmm. um, Bruce Pritchard been in business for like 30, 35 years. Matter of fact, He's been on the WWE staff for a while. He played Brother Love, and he's very knowledgeable. Um, first, you're talking about the Montreal Screwjob.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, lordy! Yeah, that um, there's a myth. There's a myth to that, and it's not really a myth because it's true. Where Vince
0: knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah, was time. Time out
0: real quick. Yeah, real quick. Before you get into that, do you want to explain what the Marshall were job is? Well, the plan was for
1: Brett the Hitman Hart. He had just signed a contract with WCW, and it was the plan was for Bret Hart to leave WWF with the title. And then go to WCW. Well, the screw job was that Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart. And that was not supposed to be the case. And Bret Hart thought that Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Vince were in on it. And they were. And the thing is, Bret told Vince that he did not want to lose the title to in his hometown of Montreal, what he would do is I was wrong. What he would do the next day in Raw, he would relinquish it and then he would leave to go to WCW. But, um, so the Montreal screw job basically chewed Brett over because it didn't go as planned. And then after the screw job, Brett spit in Vince McMahon's face and then. Mm-hmm. When he spit in his face, he did air air letters, WCW, while Bret Hart was so pissed off at Vince that Vince kind of wanted to talk to him after Bret took his shower and everything. Bret Hart just gave him a cold clock right in the face. (laughs) And the next day on Raw, he showed up with that big-ass black eye that Bret Hart gave him. And um, there was a good documentary on it. Uh, Earl Hefner was on the plane with Bret Hart. And Hef- Bret Hart asked, told Earl Hefner, he's like, you're not going to screw me out of this, are you? It's like, oh, no, Brett, no I'm not. I would never do that to you. You know, and he gave his word to Brett that he wasn't gonna do that. Well, mm-hmm. and it, with the interview with Earl Earl Hefner, Vince told Hefner to ring the bell. And it was he and quote unquote, he was either losing my job or ring the or had the bell rung, one of the two, and he chose to keep his job. And he, Earl Hefner said that after the match, he ran straight back to the back door and got the hell out of there because he knew <laughs> a lot of people, everybody was pissed in Montreal. And then um, so because there was a documentary on Bret Hart on A&E and they they talked about that and the animosity between Bret and Sean even though they kind of I guess you could say made up but that animosity will always always be there. Them two, them them two, Vince and Triple H and China will always be linked together for the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Hart signed a three year nine million dollar contract to go to WCW. And then was supposed to retire because Bill Goldberg gave him a concussion, he couldn't wrestle anymore.
0: Bill Goldberg. You know, Bill Goldberg is still in contract with the Benz until 2022. Yep. You do that, right, man? He's caught. Con- that Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career. Did you know that? I actually didn't yeah. know that one.
1: He uh gave a leg kick to Bret Hart,
0: and that slowly ended Bret Hart's career.
1: Boot to the head, and
0: gave him a concussion. Yeah. Sasha, that's kind of how Paige's career ended. Sasha Banks kicked her in the back. And then the whiplash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Re injured her neck. Um, But yeah, he's contractually obligated to wrestle two matches yep. a year until 2022. And I think they're setting up. <sighs> okay. I haven't. I know that Goldberg just recently appeared on TV again. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. I don't know what his angle was. I don't know what he has said. I don't know. But from kind of what I've seen. It sounds like they're setting up Reigns and Goldberg at Mania, right? Oh, at Saudi or maybe at the Rumble.
1: If they didn't cancel that, that's
0: that's gonna be before Mania. Saudi Rave is normally in December. But well, they gotta start. Oh, that's gonna have to be right after TLC. Then. Something like that, yeah. It's gonna be quick because. Yeah. TLC is their next pay per view, and then they got unless they do it like early January, because the Rumble is after TLC, and then Oops. because normally, because they the the pay per view we're talking about is Crown Jewel, which they hold in Saudi Arabia, and um they've only been doing it for a couple years, and before it was TLC was in December. And then late January is the Royal Rumble. And then um I don't remember specifically um what month, but in between then it's then it's Elimination Chamber, and then after Elimination Chamber, it's WrestleMania and or, or mid April. So either February, or March, I think it's closer to March is the elimination chamber. I think February so, is um, Helen's cell. Helen's cell is in October. Oh, right? it is. Oh, your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, unless they set up a reigns, because here's what I want. Here's what would be ideal for me. Um, WWE right now as a whole just isn't the best. No. Um, but I think the two divisions that are really. <gasps> are really lacking the most is the tag team division. Oh, absolutely. And tag team division just sucks right now. Is the tag team division and the women's division. They only really have I mean, what are they what the only real angles they have going for them is Sasha Banks. I can't even say Sasha Banks and someone else because now that Bailey has lost the title after her historic reign she held it for forever. Right. After after Bailey lost the title, she is Hasn't done much. And now they have her going up against Carmella. Carmella. She's going to
1: drop the belt to Carmella.
0: I swear to God if she does. I swear to God if she does. That's the rule. So. Well, okay. That makes sense. Because then if Sasha Banks wins the Royal Rumble. You can can set it up that way. Unless she uh, has other obligations. And. The acting feel
1: because she already did the part, she's in the middle, yeah. But she already did that already. Didn't that's she? True. I think she did. So, I that's the rumor I saw that
0: Carmella's gonna win at TLC. Then I hope and pray that Sasha Banks wins the so Royal Rumble, oh, sure. takes on Carmelo, You know what I mean? it. you're yeah. I swear. I swear. Charlotte won it last year. Charlotte won it last year. You mean to tell me Charlotte's going to go? Charlotte career? or Ronda Rousey.
1: Ugh. Unless.
0: I don't like. I don't like either of those um, options. I, I
1: haven't heard any rumors yet. I haven't. Really? gone
0: I heard rumors. I have heard rumors that Ronda's going to return. Yeah. But I just, I don't want. I don't want them to be true. Because honestly, when she was when she was here for that little bit that she was, she did nothing for me. She did nothing. They pushed her and made her champion because just because her name is Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey, she it wasn't because she deserved it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot to train to become a professional wrestler to learn how to do what it is to right. do. It's not easy. It's physically demanding, right? So I have a lot of respect for her for saying, you know what, I want to do it, so I'm gonna do it. But she she showed up, won the championship, and left. Like she didn't for me for me to watch all that happen, I know the only reason why it happened was because of her name. It wasn't because of her ability to wrestle, or how over she was with the fans, or the fact that she had gained any sort of credibility or established herself in any way, shape, or form as a competitor within the business, it was because that her name is Ronda Rousey. You know why she left, right? To start a family. Which, Which happened. Happen. So
1: now she might. Well, she's a stepmom anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: That's right. I forget yeah. that she's a stepmom. So I really I really don't want to see Rhonda back because I know that if she comes back, she's going to get pushed to the moon mm-hmm. again. Um, and again, it's not going to be because I guess this time she has established herself a little bit, but her establishment isn't credible because again, she was established because her name is Rhonda Rousey. So I, the thought of Rhonda returning doesn't really throw me. The thought of Charlotte returning doesn't really throw me because they're going to push Charlotte to the moon because that's all she's, ever done was be pushed and pushed and pushed you can arguably say that she's the female version of john cena
1: which is annoying
0: but well you know who trained ronda rousey wrote right uh no rowdy rowdy piper i thought he got her. i thought she got her no because i thought i thought he had died before she started training
1: i understand no i take that back no she got her she got her name from he got, Roddy. She, she had, talked to Roddy and asked if she can use kind of his logo and stuff like that. Mm, and she said, yeah, and the yeah logo exactly.
0: she said he said yes. Yeah, Kurt Angle I think trained Ronda Rousey because that's who she made. I remember being I remember watching that she made her debut at Mania. She tagged with Angle to face Hunter and McMahon mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. And um, I remember watching that match and being thoroughly impressed with Ronda. I was I was very impressed with her ability. But again, that doesn't mean that she needs to be champion. Two pages per right. later. Well, we also saw that. But, yeah, we, I, was, I was. We I knew know that, was gonna that was going to happen. That was known for. We yeah. know it was coming. We just we knew it was coming. We just right. didn't want it to. Oh, uh, what I'm really hoping for, what I'm think f- keeping my fingers crossed for, is um. For the men's rumble, mm-hmm. uh, The Rock. Too early yet. The Too rock early is back. Too that?
1: early yet. The 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 Rock. And like already I already
0: called out Roman Reigns on Twitter. Exactly, exactly. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm not submitting it in as my rumble prediction yet. I'm saying, I'm having my fingers crossed. I'm optimistic about that situation. I'm hopeful because in real life, Roman Reigns, who is the current Universal Champion, which is SmackDown's version of the WWE Champion. So he's the uh, top guy on SmackDown right Mm -hmm. now. And if we're going to talk about WWE as a whole, he's the top guy in WWE. But that's a different conversation for a different day. And um, he has recently joined Size with his other cousin, uh Jay Uso and so I mean you and I have talked about this separately uh, a couple times about how it's rumored that when uh Jimmy comes back who is Jay's brother who is also cousins with Roman Reigns and the Rock. There's a lot of cousins um they're gonna form this like family yes, trio thing. I told you that um, I know you did. Yeah. I said it, we talked about this separately right. Uh they're gonna form this like family trio thing and then the rock is gonna come back and challenge Reigns to kind of put everyone in place. Yeah, the talk. Which I I think is, that's the talk. Which I think, the more and more I watch SmackDown, the more and more I start to think it's going to happen.
1: Well, i tell you what, ratings have been up since Roman Reigns kind of turned heel and had this Tribal
0: Chief thing going on. Well, you look at it. Reigns and Jay have been wreaking havoc, Mm -hmm. right? Decimating any and everyone that dares to cross them. Which can be deemed unacceptable, Mm -hmm. right? That could be an action and a type of aggression that someone could challenge and call them up for and say, you shouldn't be doing that, right? We've seen this angle before. We've seen it with Nexus. We've seen it with The Shield, right? And Roman Reigns continuously um, tries to define himself as the top guy right. in your family, right? I'm the head of the table. I am the tribal chief. I am the guy. Well, it's very, it's very, very, very well known that The Rock is a part of that bloodline. So the more and more um, Reigns continues mm-hmm. to try and promote himself as the top guy in his family, that gives The Rock... All the more motivation and reason to come back and put Reigns in his place. Could be, you know, depends on the schedule. As far as I know, it does. It all depends on his Hollywood schedule. I think, I think the only movie that he has coming up right now is Furious, the next Mm -hmm. Furious movie. And excuse me, I don't know if they've finished shooting that yet.
1: I don't know. I, I have
0: no idea. Couldn't tell you on that one. I'd really like to see I'd really like to see The Rock come back and um not just for like a one like a like one pay per view, he cuts a promo and leaves type of gig. I'd like to see The Rock come back and, and stay a little while and Well you got a point. I mean What the hell was I watching
1: something about John Cena, which I can't stand. He was talking about um, the athletes today in the ring. He might have trouble keeping up with them because they're so young. So Yes. Did you see that?
0: Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was kind of surprising he said that, but yet he's in he's great, a great shape. shape. I mean,
0: what is he early forties and he's just ripped to the core? Something like that. You know, it's funny you bring up the fact that you don't like Mister Cena because I, I wouldn't say I necessarily mm-hmm. like him. Well, uh, I, I do. I'll say I'll say I like Cena, but there's there's one thing I really really. Respect about him, and I think it's something that he doesn't get a lot of credit for is his ability, his uh, his ability on the mic. I didn't think of the word that man can cut a promo with. The oh, rest I of them
1: oh,
0: I, I, it really, it used to kind of annoy me the way he used to cut promos because the way he cuts promos hasn't really changed. I remember being a kid. And listening to the way he cuts promos, I'm like, you're... I mean, I used to listen and be like, you're excited for mm-hmm. what? Like, chill. Um, He'd get, like... He'd be, like, yelling into the mic. I'm like, I'm right here, dude. I can hear you. Um, It wasn't until he did that angle, like, two mm-hmm. years ago, where him and Nikki teamed up to face Miz and oh, yeah. And I listened to... I listened to those promos, and I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. guy... Mm-hmm. This guy can really work the mic. I still go back. I still go back and I'll like I'll watch some of those promos. Oh yeah, the Miz, Jericho, the Rock, Cena
1: are pretty much so golden with being on the mic. They're
0: so good on the mic. It's not
1: even I know that's that's what, you know, people talk about the rock is like the only thing, you know. With with the Rock is that he didn't get a better opportunity to play in the NFL and that's too bad because he had the potential to be a star in the NFL.
0: Yeah, you know? he really did. I'm I'm. <laughs> it's gonna sound kind of bad, but I'm glad he didn't get far in the NFL because I I think I'd appreciate him as an <laughs> athlete a lot more as doing the Rock Johnson right. than, than I would have than I would have I knew him as. Dwayne Johnson, the the linebacker, or whatever position he played. True. Who who, who what played the rock? He played D line. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. All these wrestlers played on the line. Reigns, Lesnar. Well, I tell you what, they all it takes years and
1: years of training, eating right, you know, doing what they got to do to stay so fit and
0: healthy. They do. It um. It amazes me. Like The Rock, it's funny because The Rock is in better shape now than he was when he was in the ring. Explain that one to me. I can't. I don't know. You see his, you see his cheat days. His cheat days are like a thousand, like freaking like seven hundred thousand calories. Seven hundred thousand dollars for what? No calories. His cheat days, he eats like two pans of brownies, like 20 pancakes. Who does that? Well, wow,
1: that protein, yeah.
0: You want to get big, you got to eat big. Go big or go home, right? Yeah, that man can. Oh, yeah, eat, I believe it. You. I wonder what, again, it's like because the rock and scene, there's, there's a physique mm-hmm. and like, you know. Where they are at physically, they're pretty similar. I wonder what Cena eats. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen pictures of the, like the Rock Street day. Because he's si- he's sitting there at the table with his utensils in hand, <laughs> just a plate of food. Chow down on it. Gosh, he has like twenty eggs. Shit. Right on it, don't get sick. Eggs. But are in the we're, no, we're, we're in the
1: bedroom. We're in the freaking bathroom.
0: Jeez. gosh yeah that man can eat wow well dad with that I hope um I hope this was everything you why wanted why are you to ending it why, why am I well we can't sit here and All talk right, forever I, I enjoyed we've already I enjoyed, enjoyed the food. podcast it was very cool of you to invite me Course, I hope it was. I hope it it was was pleasurable,
1: pleasurable. absolutely.
0: Well, that's that's good. Well, with that, um, thank you guys for listening and make sure you tune in every Thursday for your your content.